Welcome to the Connected Mom Podcast, where we have real conversations helping you to connect more deeply with God, more empathically with other moms, and more intentionally with your child. I'm Becky Harling, your host, and I have with me today my amazing co-host, Sarah Wildman. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Becky. It's always a privilege to be here. What are we talking about today? Hey, today we have the holidays while we're recording this right around the corner. And so we thought it'd be really fun to do making gratitude fun for your kids. Because I I think a lot of parents really want their kids to be filled with gratitude. But I don't know about you, Sarah, but I hear a lot of times from uh, moms particularly, my child is so entitled, you know, <laughs> and I I think we're, honestly, I think that's giving kids a bad rap because I think at the end of the day, all of us struggle with a bit of entitlement. Mm-hmm. And so today we're going to talk about how can you help your kids be filled with gratitude and how can you make that fun? Because I, I do think gratitude is something God honors. And according to the research, it actually makes people more happy in their adult life. Who knew? I love the, I love those stats. It's always cool when what we know is the right thing to do actually proves itself in a study. <laughs> it's like, I know. Oh, cool. I know. <laughs> it's really, amazing. God said this is really good for us, and it actually is. It's so, it's so cool. Yeah, I think back to what you are saying about kids feeling entitled, it really is all of us. I mean, but on one hand, I'm like, well, it's kind of a gift. Like if a kid feels like they're cared for and they have all they need, that's a gift. But as adults, we know that those things come with sacrifice and they're not a given, right? So I think you had mentioned um, before we started recording about, you know, it's easy to lecture, right? We could just say, okay, you should be grateful. Yes. (laughs) You should think, you know, think. And most of the time, I feel like that's not really how we absorb lessons, right? Like those lovely lectures. <laughs> yeah, I love that you called them lovely lectures. But, I, you know, honestly, I was thinking about this this morning in a different context, Sarah. And I have never known one person who has changed their behavior because they were scolded. Like, right? I can't, I, I just personally can't think of anybody because most of us just don't like being scolded. I mean, it is a part of our life, but it it's not the motivator in what helps us to change. And yet, you know, if we if we read Paul, I I mean, I go back to this verse in my own life a lot. You know, Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica, "Give thanks in all circumstances because this is the will of God concerning you." You know, and please mamas, as you're listening to us, don't say that's the verse I need to give my child. If you want to encourage them to memorize, sure, do it. But, you know, give them a prize for memorizing it. Don't use the word of God as a paddle to scold them because that's just not effective and they'll end up resenting it. So looking back, do you have anything that comes to mind on how you and Steve modeled gratitude in your home? You know, I feel like it was a gradual process for us, but Mm -hmm. I began to realize, okay, kids aren't naturally going to be grateful 
unless they see it in my life, you know? And, and so as Steve and I grew, you know, you grow as parents, you're not just growing kids, hopefully. But as we grew, I began to realize, hey, I am so grateful. You know, I'm grateful that we live in a country where I have freedom. I'm grateful mm. for salvation. I'm grateful for these children. I, I'm grateful on so many um, levels. You know, one of the things that we began doing and and that we do actually, we did this later in our parenting journey and still do, is at night, like around the dinner table, hey, I'll say to Steve, what are your three top blessings for the day? You know, and sometimes if it's been a rough day, he'll be like, well, I don't feel like doing that tonight. And I'm <laughs> like, I know, but you know, I don't feel like it either, but I, I, I want to keep cultivating this in us, you know? And so we'll list our three blessings. And, you know, it's funny, Sarah, because, um, I guess it was maybe three summers ago, one of our little grandsons was eating dinner with us. And in the middle of dinner, he said, wait, Mimi. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, what's wrong? He's like, we didn't do our blessings yet. Oh. <laughs> and you know, I kind of love that. He was only like three or four at the time, but even three and four-year-olds can think of something that they're grateful for, you know? And I think dinner time is a great time to do that, you know? Especially when the dinner maybe isn't what the kids love, you know, it's like, and right. you have to be careful with that. You know, we probably have all been threatened with, do you know, kids in Africa don't have any of this. You should be grateful, you know, drop the shoulds. Let's say that. Drop all the shoulds. You should be great. Drop the shoulds. And like instead that. say, okay, none of us like peas or none of us like broccoli or this chicken didn't turn out well or whatever. But what happened today that you can be thankful for, you know, anything, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love those ideas. And I also have been thinking about how, you know, there's that phrase more is caught than taught, yes. which is <laughs> like, Oh boy. Um, but on a positive side, like I've had, uh, I've been more conscious to verbally thank God for things that go right during the day or even when it's not good, but just thank you, God, that, you know, my paycheck came in the mail the other day, right yeah. when we needed it, you know, and just those little things that I hope that my boys will just absorb over time of me, me modeling it. I think what you're saying with the blessing jar is you as the parent modeling that thankfulness, even when you've had a hard day. Like, okay, Lord, what's, where, yeah. where can we find our gratitude in this, this situation? And I, I think being honest with your kids, you know, like, wow, today was a rough day. Everything went wrong at work or today was a really rough day. The washing machine broke, you know, um, the car broke. Now we have to take the car to a mechanic and telling your kids that, but I'm, I'm working on this in my life. Can you help me remember to give thanks? I mean, our kids mm. love to help us remember oh, to give good. thanks. Oh, that's good. Help us. You know, yes. can you uh -huh. help me remember to give thanks? Because then it's not like you telling them you should be more thankful, you know, <laughs> uh, 
because you got that truck that you already had that somebody gave you, you know, maybe for the, a holiday gift. And I mean, those shoulds, we got to drop them, Sarah, because they just don't help anybody. That's so good. I feel like we could end the podcast right there because I've got enough to go on. <laughs> <laughs> drop the shoulds. It's so good. Well, and then, okay, it is easy to talk about comparisons. Like, yeah, don't you know kids in Africa are yeah. starving? You should eat your dinner. Well, most kids, like their perspective is just so limited, right? Because they're kids and that's fine. Like it's their, their school, their family, some of the activities they're in. They don't have that broader view to compare and go, Hey, I should be thankful, you know? So, um, I think one way that my kids, it's been helpful is, but a lot of the churches we've been involved with have had like that heart for the community. So taking steps to see, like explain what, why we're collecting food for a food drive. Like we should get food to the church. This is what we should do instead, you know, I've been trying to pause and have those moments where it's like, well, this is why we would do something like that because others don't have, you know, as as much as me, as we're blessed to have right now. So what are some other ideas? I know that you've, you've taken your kids on lots of experiences. Yeah, I, you know, I, man, I'm having two thoughts at the exact same time, which is rather common (laughs) for me. The first thing I want to say is when your kids complain about the vegetables at dinner, you know, and we talked about you saying, you know, not saying kids in Africa have so much less. The kids in Africa might not like those vegetables either. So I just want to say that, right? <laughs> no kidding. So like, that's a point. They're kids. Right? They're kids. I mean, I don't like everything. Probably you don't like everything. So it's okay for your kids not to like certain things. But as back to your question, um, I remember when Steve and I moved uh, and lived for a short time in San Diego and we got there our youngest daughter was, I think, 11. And it was the first time she had really seen a lot of homeless people. She saw it on the streets and she really became concerned. Like, tell me about that, you know? And so we explained that some people don't have a home and she is wildly compassionate. So she started to cry, you know? And then I'll never forget, it was Christmas morning and we didn't have family with us that year. Or maybe we had, I, I guess we had maybe two people with us that year, but she said, let's all sit down at the kitchen table and write Christmas cards for the homeless people. And I remember Aww. thinking in my heart, that's a great idea, honey, but what they really need are is food or clothes or socks or whatever. But she's like, no, mm. let's do Christmas cards. So we all sat down. We all wrote these Christmas cards. We went downtown. And you know what? Some of the people that were living on the streets literally started to cry because they had not received a Christmas card in years because think about it. If you don't have a home, you don't have a mailbox. And so those Christmas cards, we were asked like, can I keep this? Can I treasure this? And we were like, yes, you know? And so that experience then translated into our kids feeling like, wow, I'm really grateful 
because I have a roof over my head, you know, and, and you don't want to overwhelm your kids with sorrow about the hard things in the world, but you, you do want to expose them a little bit to it, you know? It's so important. Okay. So I read, it was a few months ago, this most crazy article that said, this is my build up to your next question. Um, that thank you notes were a thing of the past (laughs) (laughs) and that, and that you could just get by. I, you know, I love like, yeah, a true confession. I love all those like ask Abby, like etiquette, uh, columns, you know, where people are like in the modern day, you know, what do I do in this, this tricky situation? And it was one of those. And it was like, you know, thank you notes, really, you know, just a text, just acknowledge the gift and that sort of thing. But part of, it just like hits me so wrong, Becky. <laughs> so, what do you, what do you think about thank you notes? So, I mean, obviously that, that homeless person received a, a Christmas card that wasn't a thank you note, but something handwritten, there yeah. is something about that, right? So talk a little bit about thank you notes and, and how you guys have used those in your family. Okay. So for starters, I want to admit my failure in this area because, <laughs> <No>. oh, <me> <laughs> <laughs> because I believed in thank you notes with my whole heart. And I remember uh, when we were moving and our son had just graduated high school And I went to move his desk and cleaned out his desk. And I found all the thank you notes that he had written that he had not (laughs) sent. And I was like, oh, (laughs) he never actually sent those thank you cards, you know? So I I feel like I don't want to paint the picture that I had this all together. In, In theory, I think thank you notes are a great thing. And I think actually in today's day and age where so much is digital. They're even more important. You know, um, over the yeah. summer, Dude Perfect. Hey, Dude Perfect. I've mentioned you twice on this podcast. We, I mean, really, <laughs> we should have you on. But anyway, <laughs> um, my grandsons love Dude Perfect. If you're not mm. familiar with Dude Perfect and you're raising little boys, they do all these trick shots. They are Christ followers. They have a YouTube channel. Great, great great fun. Anyway, my little grandsons wanted to go. So I bought the tickets and surprised them and their dads all took them. And, um, the kids were so excited. And so Joshi, one of my grandsons led the charge and each grandson made me a thank you note you know, and they drew pictures on them and they printed Mimi. Thank you so much. This was the best night ever. And, you know, I treasure those cards Mm -hmm. because they're, they're Mm -hmm. from my grandkids. So all that to say, I, I get it. Life is crazy when you're raising kids, but you know, maybe they can make a picture for people who you know, bought them presents or at a birthday party, if everybody comes and, and you have a six-year-old who maybe has trouble printing all those words, you write the words and then just have them sign their names and send those cards because kids love to get cards. You know, Mm -hmm. if they're in junior high, have them write a thank you note. You know, I knew some people where okay, you're not, they, they had this discipline in their own life. They would never use a gift until they had sent the thank you note. 
So they held themselves accountable like that. You know, now I'm not, you have to just figure out, you don't want to be too rigid in your home. However, you can say, hey, honey, people really appreciate thank you notes. So let me help you because kids need help with this kind of stuff. Mm, So good. Yeah. As you're saying that, that we haven't always been perfect with notes. Like there's, there's one person I still think back to, I'm like, did I send them? a thank you note for that wedding gift that came later. (laughs) It haunts me. But then I think if I send it now, maybe it'd be so out of norm that they'd appreciate it. I don't even know, you know, but I think it is so unexpected because our, our, our culture has changed, right? Like it isn't as, as often that you get a thank you note, like we used to maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I the think fact you're that right. It just sticks out. It sticks out is even more special. Like, whoa, they actually found a stamp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you cool. know, it was interesting because during COVID, I, I realized, you know, I'm just going to try to send people notes. And it was really interesting because my daughter-in-law has two little boys. My son and my daughter-in-law have two little boys. And they decided to make Sunday afternoon where you have to write a note to somebody, you know. And I I loved that because the boys learned, hey, people do appreciate a handwritten note every now and then. And if you have toddlers, obviously they can't do a handwritten note, but they can draw a picture, you know. I love the pictures I get from toddlers. They're amazing. And that's a great way to say thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Okay. So with our remaining time, it'd be super fun to talk about some positive practical ideas for specific ages. Because like you said, you know, starting with our our sweet toddlers, um, just writing one letter is going to be a big, like, an alphabet letter (laughs) is a big deal. So um, what are some ideas starting with toddlers that you think moms could implement? Yeah. And so with toddlers, I mean, every mom out there who's listening knows sharing is a huge thing, right? I mean, for the twos, threes, fours, and sometimes even fives, sharing is a big thing, right? And so rather than lecturing on sharing, you know, encourage sharing and lots of praise when they do share. Hey, (laughs) you did such a great job sharing your truck with your friend. And, you know, if they can't share it when a friend comes over, then put it away, you know, and save it for a time when they're ready to share. You know, there's also um, a a little book uh, that you can purchase anyway where books are sold called Thank You Bear. And I think reading little stories like that to kids is great. Mm -hmm. Um, Really acknowledging and praising them when they remember to say please and thank you. And just, you know, what are you thankful for today? Even toddlers can answer that, you know, even if it doesn't always make sense, you're introducing them to the question and they get mm. used to hearing that question. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm. Mm. That's so sweet. All right. So then grade school, we talked about the dinner um, yes. idea, you know, yes. of, of having the jar. But what's what's something else for grade school kiddos? Well, let's go back to the jar for a minute. Because I think grade school kids love to earn rewards, you know? So maybe take a month. November obviously is a great month to do this, but you really can do it at any month of the year. Get a jar, 
put it on your kitchen on your kitchen counter and have your kids find little stones, one stone per day. And then you're going to write down what they're thankful for. You know, maybe it's the name of a friend or their bed or a new toy they received or, you know, a person, you know, their grandparents or something like that. And you put the, the stone in the jar. At the end of the month, when the jar is full, you reflect back on all they were thankful for. And then you go celebrate as a family. You know, maybe you do ice cream out, or maybe you take them to an amusement park, or maybe you do uh, zoo lights, or you go to a movie as a family, but do something special to celebrate that and explain mm-hmm. why you're celebrating it because they yeah. have shown gratefulness throughout the month. And my guess is, you know, if they really like the way they're rewarded, they might say, hey, let's do that again, you know? And, it, it, you know, another idea is obviously to trace their hands, you know, and make a board, my thankful board, where, you know, you're going to put up the things that they're thankful for dinnertime conversations. You know, gra- gratitude needs to be a part of our family gatherings. And the places, the place that families gather the most is the dinner table. But also when you're tucking them in bed at night, you know, when you're getting ready to pray over them, say, hey, before I pray, what are you grateful for today? What was the best part of your day? What can you give thanks for? Have them pray and give thanks and then you pray and give thanks. And I, I think it's really important, both with grade school kids and toddlers, that they hear you as a mother say, I am so thankful that God gave you to me as my child because you're wonderful. I am so thankful that I get to be your mom. They need to hear you say that because I think, especially on those rougher days, Kids may wonder, you know, am I a blessing or a problem, you know? (laughs) So tell them you're thankful for them, you know? Tell them from the moment they're infants, even when they can't understand, Mm. you know? I'm thinking of this meme I've seen somewhere. You've probably seen it too. It's this woman with all of these children around her and it's like, Lord, help me with my blessings. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But they are really blessings. You know, I... I look back now on my journey as a mother, and I am so thankful that God allowed me to be a mom, you know, because I have sat with women who have really wept before the Lord because they've not been able to be moms. And I mean, I I just think saying to your kids over and over, they can't hear it too much. I'm so thankful God gave you to me. So good. All right, so then junior high kiddos. Yeah, and junior high is such an interesting stage. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on junior high. However, you know, junior high, they they need experiences to internalize their gratitude. So take your junior higher to a homeless shelter. Say, hey, we're going to do something special tonight. You know, we're going to go down to the local soup kitchen and we're going to serve. And you're probably going to get a reaction like, what? Wait, no. And be like, yeah, I just want you to experience this, you know, have a conversation about homelessness, have them earn some money, then take freezer Ziploc bags 
and fill those freezer Ziploc bags with soap, toothbrush, toothpaste, shampoo, you know, conditioner, something fun, you know, maybe a McDonald's gift card or a Wendy's gift card or something like that. And then take your junior hire to a place where there are homeless people and hand them out and then have the conversation later, you know, why did we do that? Do you think, you know, and ask your kids the question, um, how do you, how do you, why do you think we did that? You know, it's so interesting because Jesus isn't going to rate us on how powerfully powerful our ministries are how many books we write or sell, how many dollars we earn. He really evaluates our life on how well did we love the vulnerable. And a lot of times we've gotten so busy, we're not doing that well. But that is an opportunity to model for your children gratitude. Like God has given us this amount of food and we are so grateful. And one of the ways we can show how grateful we are is to share it with people who don't have it, you know, and I, I think that's huge for junior hires. It's all of us. It's all yes. Of us. Okay. Is. So then high school, high school. Oh man. I get your high schooler overseas, get them on a mission trip. If I could give you one piece of advice for your high school students, it would be get them overseas on a missions trip because it is life-changing for your kids. Each of our four kids went on missions trips throughout high school and they always came back more grateful. You know, some of them went on church missions trips. Um, I remember with our youngest daughter, uh, she didn't really resonate with the youth group. And so Steve took her along with another dad and his daughter and they did Israel first, but then they went down to Mozambique and they had the girls work in an AIDS orphanage. It was life-changing because your high schooler is old enough to understand that the rest of the world doesn't necessarily live like we do. And they're able to think through, okay, these are the problems that the rest of the world is dealing with. You are part of humanity. And, and so what do you think should be done about these problems, you know, and inviting them into it. You know, there's nothing like getting your 15 year old over to a third world country. You know, they come back and they are so grateful that they have more than one pair of jeans that they have, you know, the things that they have, their video games or whatever, but get them overseas. Cause I, I think our kids, particularly here in America, struggle with understanding that they are part of a global culture. So it's not just me and my world. It's we're part of the global society of humanity. And yes, we're also part of the global part of the body of Christ. And so our job as followers of Jesus is to enter into those other places so that we can share and, and 
and help them. You know, I, I, I often think, you know, a lot of people get mad at God and think, well, why didn't he take care of the poor and the homeless? And I wonder, you know, God would probably say to us, well, why didn't you do it? That's why I have you there. (laughs) You know, it's not really (laughs) his job. It's him working through us. It's our job. And so one of the greatest ways to build gratitude into the life of your teens is to get them overseas. I can't Mm. emphasize that enough. And then open up the conversation. How did they feel? What did they experience? What was hard for them? What was easy for them? You know, what would they do differently moving forward? Ask questions. Mm. Don't preach. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I also like that example of if, you know, one of your kiddos, it's just difficult if a parent can go with them. I've had several friends that have high schoolers that did that. And it's just a cool bonding experience too, right? To have that shared experience, but then walk through what that meant. So I I like that idea of the parent going too. Yeah. (laughs) A stretching experience. Yeah. That's really good. good. Okay. I have one more question I'm going to throw at you. Not on the script. Um, As a grandparent, do you have any tips? Because I know we have some grandparents that listen or will be grandparents. Anything there? Um, as, as far as gratitude and cultivating that with grandkids? You know, um, they need to see your life. And so they need to see that you have an attitude of gratitude. And so as you get older, I think for a lot of people that are older, there can be a tendency to start grumbling. You know, I, I've met a lot of cranky older people and that's not what we want to model for our kids. <laughs> and so- Amen. We, we want to say, you know, yeah, this didn't go well today, but I am so thankful for whatever and say it over and over. I, I once knew a missionary man who every day, I mean, probably 10 times a day, he would say, isn't God so good, you know, and what a beautiful way to model for your grandkids. Like, I'm so thankful. Greet them at the door with a big smile, a big hug and tell them, I'm so grateful you're here. I'm so thankful you're here. You know, I was just away um, in another part of the country and I was speaking and then uh, my daughter's family met me there because her kiddos were in a wedding. And so I was sharing an Airbnb with them and um, because my role was to get those little kiddos down the aisle for the wedding. (laughs) Were you successful? (laughs) I was. They all went and they did it with great attitudes. But anyway, uh, in the the Airbnb, um, my little sweet granddaughter, Kinley, came out one morning and my Bible was on the couch where I had been reading my Bible. And I said, oh, Kin, let me move that so you can, you know... Uh, play with your coloring book. Um, That's Mimi's Bible. And she said, oh, my mommy reads her Bible too every morning, Mimi. And so, you know, a lot of times we think our kids, our grandkids are not watching. They're watching and they're listening. So be happy and be grateful for all God's done in your life because they're going to catch that. That's so true. I love that. Oh, what a sweet memory. 
And way to go on getting them down the aisle. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> and no I got to tell you, okay, I'll just throw this in as an extra. I know we're out of time. But so they had little change purses, the girls did. And one of the little girls was really afraid to go down the aisle. So I bought a whole big thing of Smarties and I emptied the packages in their change <laughs> purse. You know, and then I told them, when you come down the aisle, you're going to sit right next to Mimi and then you can have your purse with your candy in it. So Ooh. all during the wedding, you know, they would pick one Smartie <laughs> after <laughs> so it worked. They were good as gold, little angels. And I told them I was so proud of them and gave them each a Target gift card so they could go buy oh, something. Oh, <laughs> man. So fun. Yeah. yeah. So fun. Well, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they're thankful for that because they will uh, probably later on they'll look back and be like, I had the coolest Mimi. Like, oh, uh, well, <laughs> I'm thank so you. And that. they, <laughs> to their credit, they all said thank you. So I was, you know, but I mean, each situation like that is a joy. So enjoy it and be grateful in the moment. I love that. I love that. Well, we are out of time. So um, I am going to close this in prayer because I need God's help just like everyone else in modeling this for our kids. And I think you've shared a lot of great stuff, Becky. So thank you for all of these tips. It's really good. But we do need God's help to yeah. live it out, right? Yes, <laughs> That's we for do. Sure. We do. Heavenly Father, we do have so much to be grateful for. Um, forgive us for the times that we forget all of the things, all of the blessings that you've provided for us and our families um, and in you and your, your gift of salvation and the power that you give us to live these things out, Lord. We know it's so important to live this out in front of our kids, to be um, a true model of gratitude for what you've given us and the life we have. So we ask that you'd help us to do that. Help us to have creative thoughts and our life as we go about our day and modeling that thankfulness and give us bravery maybe to do things that are different from our routine so that we can have um, that gratitude in our homes and in our relationships with our kids. Lord, we do thank you for all of the gifts you've given us. Help us to keep those front and center, even on the hard days, Lord. And thank you so much for um, your gift of, of God's love and forgiveness for our sins. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, friends, thanks for joining us today for this episode of the Connected Mom podcast. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, would you leave a review on Apple Podcasts for us and also recommend it to your friends? We love joining you every week. We're here for you. We're praying for you and we're cheering you on. Thanks for joining us. Hey, all you moms out there, this is Becky Harling, and I love creating resources to help you connect more empathically with your child. One of those resources is a book that I wrote called How to Listen So Your Kids Will Talk. One of the greatest skills you can cultivate, really enhance that connection with your child is the skill of listening. So how well do you really listen? This book is loaded with practical ideas to get your kids talking and to help you as you listen. You can buy it wherever Christian books are sold. You can order it on Amazon or anywhere else. So I hope you'll get a copy of the book and put the work into listening to your child.